This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You made it. Here. Finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Lester Till I Die, now available on Spotify. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good evening, fellow Fox fans. 
and I use the word good very advisedly. Oh, um, as I said uh, just before uh, we came live to my, to my colleagues, would the real Leicester stand up? 3-0. Bad day at the office, or does that prove we're not yet ready to uh, challenge again for the Premier League? Well, let's find out. It's the post-match show uh, after Liverpool versus Leicester, and we've got a special guest who's joining us this evening. You may have seen it earlier, but uh, just to remind you... It's the post-match show with special guest ex-Fox Jillian Watts. Didn't quite work, uh, but never mind. But let's bring him in and say good evening to Julian. Good evening, Chris. You all right? Uh, well, I've I've been better on a Sunday evening. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> unfortunately, not not a uh, not a good game to bring you in uh, first for. Unfortunately, is it? Uh, no, it was um, <clears throat> it was a bit one sided, and you know I think it looked like we went back there, went there sort of to sit back and and try and take a point, and obviously conceding early didn't help that. Um, but we we barely laid a glove on them to be honest, so it was uh, very disappointing to watch it. It was, and uh, I'm going to bring Brad in, who is my uh, my always after my post match chum. Um, yeah, as I said before, would the real Leicester stand up? Yeah, um, good evening, Julian. It's nice to have you on the show. Good evening, Brad. Um, but yeah, uh, you said it there, um, you know, we didn't really lay a glove on them. And I think the old expression is if this was a boxing match, the referee would have called it to a halt because I don't know, maybe we got tricked by the way it worked so well against the depleted Man City side that we thought we could ride the wave of the quality that Liverpool still have despite their injuries. And and come away with a result like we did against them. And it just did not work. Liverpool just proved the difference between a good club and a great club tonight with the way they handled us. Was, uh, do you not, not think this, this was the same, you know, this was the team that Villa put seven past and they didn't have as many injuries then? Yeah, but we've also put five past Man City and Tottenham put mm -hmm. six past Manchester United. The three results you never would have, have had. And things happen in football. They're a good side, and, and Villa on the day have been a good team, and they beat us. So, you know, it's it's no easy feat with the way Villa are in form. So, it happens, but this was just a poor performance and a very good Liverpool performance on top of that, and that's why we lost. And Julian, do you agree with David? And good evening to David. Um, problem tonight was no midfield. I do. I mean, I didn't really agree with the formation. It's very difficult. But when you're playing again, I mean, we all know about Liverpool's formation. You know what? They're, how they're going to set up and they've got this fantastic top three. So if you're playing a back three, you're not going to go man for man. So your wing backs then get pulled in to make it a five. So all, already you've got spare men at the back, which means they've got spare men uh, in the middle of the park. Um, so, you know, Mendy and, and Tielemans were... We're outnumbered for one uh, and could never really get get close to their opponents. Uh, and I, I found that sort of frustrating. Obviously, we changed it as the game went on and went for the four uh, when we took Fuchs off. But, you know, for me, I, I think I, I would have liked to see them start like that. And maybe I think he's the young lad, Thomas, who's done well at left back. I'd like to see him give him more of an opportunity, in the, obviously, in the absence of Chilwell. Yeah, um, I mean, I, it's, I think it said uh, one of the guys in, in, in the group said during the game as well. Uh, maybe, Brad, you want to comment on this? Yeah, we've gone three at the back and that's never going to work against three up front, which, of course, they, they always play. Yeah, I saw that. And 
it, it's probably a fair comment. You know, we, we do talk and it is it is a true statement to say that you should never really change a winning side. And I think for the way the results have been, you know, you, you can't really blame Rodgers for picking them players and, and going no. about it that way. You know, don't fix what's not broken, but maybe you can tweak it. And I think going three centre-backs tonight against Liverpool... You know, it's easy to say now we know that it was bad against Liverpool, but I, have to, I myself saw the lineup and was like, I know I said I won't question Rogers again, but all the talk before the match was you on. You did a say week. that. You did say yeah, that. Yeah, but all the, all the talk beforehand, I know, was mainly focused on Liverpool, shock horror, but it was about their weak back line and we chose to defend against it and not attack it. And that's where the baffling point came in. I think under and Barnes should have been on the left and maybe gone to our traditional 4 4 2 or something more attacking than the way we started. And just to remind people, if you are watching, uh, you can watch us on YouTube uh, live, which is the Leicester Till I Die TV, and Facebook live, which is in the group, um, which you just click on the StreamYard link and it uh, will let us see who you are. Um, just to bring some comments in here. Um, where are we now? Uh, Julian, this guy, I don't know who this is because this is Facebook user, so good evening, Facebook user. Couldn't even pass to a white shirt tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we all know Liverpool's one of their strengths defensively is the, the way that they press and they put you under a lot of pressure. <laughs> if, if you're not prepared for that, then, uh, you know, it, it does make it, it difficult. You know, if you've got time on the ball, it's easy to find a white shirt. If you haven't got time on the ball and you put under a lot of pressure, it, you know, it's not that easy. And that's just credit to Liverpool. It's the way they play. It's the way Klopp's uh, set them up since he, he came in and, and they do it fantastically. There's not many teams um, have, you know, great possession against Liverpool. But, you know, again, you know, with the formation we played, I felt like, you know, we didn't have the players in high positions. So Vardy really didn't see any of the ball. One of the best strikers in the Premier League. Madison ended up then, because it ended up being a 5-4-1, uh, so ended up on the right or left of mid, and he's a classic number 10. You know, he needs to be picking the ball up centrally, and, and yeah. he couldn't do that just because of the way they set up. So it was just like, like I said previously, we, we set up to defend. But when you go one down so early, that that goes so out of the window, and it's a different mindset to then get on the front foot. And I never felt we got on the front foot at all tonight. It, it was just even right the way to the end. We did have a bit more of the ball and a bit more pressure on them at, when we changed it to a four four two, but or when we changed the formation. But I still felt they were comfortable at all times, to be honest with you. And, and you know, Alison yeah. didn't really have you know much to deal with, if I'm honest. No, I mean, I don't think the record sort of ever looked in doubt. And I think, you know, when, when he's done that against the likes of Arsenal and he did it a bit against Wolves as well, I always felt, you know, we, we were soaking it up and we were going to sort of come back. But we, we never we never looked that. We never had that, you know, the second half, I thought, right, we're going to come out now with a bit of go up us. But they get up and go, I think they'd got up and gone. Yeah, it's yeah. a difficult. One. I mean, Liverpool are—they are a fantastic team. Uh, but it, it just see, like I said, just said it when you when you sort of start off with that mentality of of we're gonna we're gonna hold out as long as we can and hopefully you know hit them on the break. I mean, Tottenham did it yesterday against Man City and they executed it perfectly, but they didn't concede. You know, so when you concede tonight, you've got to totally change the mindset of the players, and it is quite a difficult thing to do when you're on a pitch and you've set your stall out. To then so quickly say, oh right, we need to change this, or or do you still keep sitting back, hoping that you're going to nick a, an equaliser later on in the game? And it, 
you know, we talk about us, we, you know, we won the Premier League a few years ago. We're a top six club. And, you know, I think we're currently lining fourth. But to go to Liverpool and perform like that, are we really, you know, where we think we are or where we should be? You know, I think a top six club goes there and gives it a go. Uh, and I don't think we did tonight. And that's, you know, something that, you know, probably needs looking into. I mean, would you say this was a, a wake-up call, Brad? I mean, we know we've all been sort of, I mean, I know we had the two losses, but we've, you know, some of the performances and wins, top of the league, you know, we, we've been saying we're, we're out there to win it again. But uh, is this a kind of sort of slap across the face and reality check? Yeah, look, I mean, you can lose to Liverpool. There's no disgrace to losing to a team of Liverpool's mm. calibre. And, and one thing that I've tried to stave off from Leicester fans that have been getting a bit carried away, which is nothing wrong with that. You you know, you're entitled when the good is good to get carried away with it. But I was kind of saying to a lot of fans that, uh, and I know we like to give them a lot of stick, but they were, we are at the same stage that probably Liverpool themselves were about seven or eight years ago. And maybe teams like Tottenham and okay, granted, with a lot of money, it was Man City as well, where we're at that stage where we're in the talk and we're in the mix and we're probably good enough for the next three seasons to get Europa League consecutively. But I don't think all this talk of Champions League and being title contenders is way is way out of our grasp. That's years down the line. I think we're at that yeah. sort of stage where Brendan Rodgers had Liverpool when they nearly won it, um, you know, when they famously threw it away to a certain slip. But we're at that stage now where we're, 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 we're a more consistent talk of being a top six side. We just might not quite be there because the quality today yeah. shone through with Liverpool. Uh, I mean, David says there he thought the bench was weak as well. I mean, I, I, I would probably have to say I don't agree with that. I think we did what we did with the players that we've actually got available. And although there was talk of some of them coming back, um, uh, I think it was too early for some of them. But Julian, I'll, being a defender yourself, I've, I've got to sort of ask you about this. And no, it's not for Farner's hairdo, but um, the uh, the own goal. I mean, that was obviously a bad start. Was Evans at fault for that, or was it just one of those things that that happens to you? Um, firstly, I'm a massive, massive fan of Johnny Evans. I think he's yeah. fantastic. I think the best bit of business Leicester's ever done is let Harry go for eighty and bring him in for five or six, whatever it was. That. I really rate him highly, but I think at that point, and you know, things happen in in moments that you you can look back and regret forever. But he was yeah. sort of more concentrating on the physical tussle he was having with the player than he was as the ball's coming into it. And, and by the time he's sort of focusing on the ball, it's too late. He's already he's, he's in the wrong position, uh, totally out of shape. Uh, and, and for him, I mean, he'll be so disappointed because he's, he's so much better than that. Um, yeah. So, and, and yeah, I mean, I can look at that, but I can look at the other two goals as well. And again, talking about us being a top sort of six club, the goals that we conceded tonight, all three of them uh, were really, really, I thought, basic poor, uh, bad defending. And, you know, I know in my day, I'd, I'd be having the hairdryer for 20 minutes after the game if, if I'd have been, <laughs> you know, included in in any one of those goals. Yeah. It, it, it's a no-no. It's uh, at that level, you know, we, we, we can't get caught like that. So, yeah, Johnny, he'd be really disappointed. But I do think he's a, he's a fantastic centre-back. And, oh, uh, he is. And I think... Yeah, he, young... yeah it's just one of those. It, 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 it's happened, and unfortunately... You know, it sets us off on the on the wrong track. But you know, he, like I say, it's it's not in his game. He's far classier player than that. 
It is. And like you say, it was a fantastic piece of business, especially with sort of, you know, two youngsters. Well, I keep thinking of uh, Sion Show as youngster, but he is, I suppose. And mm. two sort of non-British players. It, you know, he, he is sort of the rock there that, that we, we need at the back. Yeah. What about Fuchs' performance? I mean, some people said he was possibly at fault for one of the goals. Is he? I mean, we need him. It's obviously shown with the, with the problems we've got at the back. Um, age catching up on him, Brad? Um, I just think it was... The, I, I think it's something that touches on what we've all agreed on tonight. And I just think it was the wrong game for him to be playing on. I think you needed someone out there. Uh, Rogers is normally quite conservative when he's asked about injuries and accept mm. and everything. So I was very confused to not seeing Castagne at least on the bench because he seemed, you know, when he was asked about the injury returns, Castagne, yep, yeah, he's ready, he can come back in. He doesn't normally say that unless he's got an inkling that he's going to get some minutes mm. and he wasn't even on the bench. And Christian Fuchs, you know, he can use his experience in games, but when you've got a, a front three as powerful as what Liverpool yeah. have, you cannot have a side of weakness. And we had that today because we could only contain them on one side. And 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 Fuchs, as good as he is and as good as he's experienced, this was not the game we needed someone like him on there at all yeah. for me. I mean, just moving, and I'll, I'll come on to that in one second, but there's a hi here for Julian. My missus says hi. We've no idea who you are. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say hi back and leave it there. <laughs> yeah. no, don't fall into the trap, Junior. And I've already had one. Come at me. I'm going to say you've got, we've got to be careful because Brad Brad's got an admirer of uh, Mrs. Twigger. Now, if that is Mr. Twigger um, and Mrs. Twigger has moved on already, I'm sorry, Brad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good yeah. sense. I mean, we, this is a dating site on the side, by the way, Julian. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, like I say, I I, I understand maybe if Castagna is not 100. percent you know, he's not going to start. Maybe he should have been on the bench. Do you, Julian, do you think he was keeping him back with a sort of a half an eye on Thursday against Braga? Uh, you, you never know. But, I mean, I think for me, and again, I, I know times are different now. Players are different the way they looked after him, whatever. But if you had an inkling that you were fit, you, you know, you were included. I've played through injuries and many of the guys did who I played with at Leicester. And, mm. you know, you just wanted to play and declare yourself Ooh. fit. Sometimes you probably weren't 100% and probably not doing yourself or your team any favours. But, Back in those days, you you just wanted to play as you know you want as much game time as you could get. Um, so not not sure on that if if I'm honest. Mm. But for me, you know, if if he is fit, you know, they should be included. Right. Um, looking, I mean, you know, Schmeichel saved us a few times, as indeed did the woodwork. I mean, you know, <laughs> the woodwork was sort of an extra defender for us. I mean, how the hell uh, they didn't get a... Well, just before they got the third goal, I think it was like ping ball, and it was the ball, I think it was hit the woodwork, hit all Brighton on the line, woodwork, Schmeichel gathered it, and they said, I don't know if you saw it, it was 10 millimetres not fully over the line. I mean, you know, we, we, we did ride our luck, and it could have been a lot worse. Brad, do we come to you with that one? Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, just waiting for you to see who was, you wanted to speak <laughs> in first. Yeah, it could have been. It easily could have been. And, yeah. you know, you go back to that Villa game you mentioned about them giving them a spanking. Well, we, we'll I think one positive you take from tonight, it was only three, because that was a worse performance, you know, in regards to what was on the pitch than the 4-0 defeat we took last season at home when they completely played us off the park. And we'll, that's our only saving grace. Another probably positive, and there wasn't many from that game you could take, was the one or two times we did 
get into that attacking style of play. We actually did put the pressure on the back four and open Liverpool up. We just didn't mm. warrant the luck that maybe got, could have got us back into that match. But yeah, yeah I, told, I think it was a couple of Liverpool fans from the um, on on the opposition view uh, from Pass and Move Liverpool fan and they uh, fan club and they were saying that the four 0 against us last season they judge as one of their best performances ever and certainly probably the best performance in the last five years. And, I mean, are we sort of, read, Julian, reading too much into this? I mean, it's one game, we were top, we are actually still Leicester and we've probably got our third-choice team out there. You know, it's not all doom and gloom, is it? It's not, no. But I think if you, you know, just on, on tonight's game, I think that, and, you know, you guys know as supporters, you, you, you want to see your players sort of lay a glove on them, you know, go back to that sort of adage, if you like, and that, you know, we never really got close to them. We didn't put many tackles in. You know, on your worst day, if you can just go and get a tackle on someone and just knock someone off the ball and show a bit of aggression. But I, I didn't think we were aggressive enough in the, well, we didn't really press at all. You know, Vardy was back in his own half, which is something that me as a footballer, I don't agree with that. I think you can sit and park the bus, but you, you, you can't all be behind the ball because then it's just too easy to come back out and, and yeah. keep possession. And that's what Liverpool were absolutely fantastic at doing. And all you're doing is you, you're just using your energy, closing down constantly. And so in the key moments of the games, when, they, when they're when they on top, you know, they've got more energy than we have because we've, we've just been closing down for, for, for such big parts. So, but it's, it's not doom and gloom. You know, we had the two losses and things were up in the air a little bit. And then, um, you know, we, we've, we've pulled a few results around. Uh, obviously, tonight's a bit of a setback. But, you know, like I say, we're still in the top six. We still warrant being in the top six, which is great. But I suppose we could uh, probably enjoy it a bit more if there was a bit more consistency in the performances. And tonight, that didn't look like, you know, a Leicester team. You know, it didn't look like a no. top six team. It, it just looked a bit wishy-washy. And, you know, it was someone going on there to hang on for grim death and try and nick something, which is, if you are a proper top top six team, that that's not something that you do. You go there and, you know, you try and stamp your own authority on the game. We didn't yeah. tonight. We didn't stamp their authority. And we sat back and watched them do it. And they did it to great effect. And, you know, at the end of it, like you say, it was 3-0. Could have been 4 or 5. Show them too much respect, do you think, Julian? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we sat too far off them. We didn't get close to them. As, I mean, one of the guys who's messaged in saying that, you know, uh, midfield wasn't close, well, we weren't, but we were outnumbered in the middle of the park. So, you know, Tielemans and Mendy um, couldn't really get close to them. Uh, and I think Mendy, for me, tidy, keeps his shape well, but he, he's always going backwards. He's never looking for that forward pass and that creativity. And then we'd also dragging Madison back you know, to, to, for a defensive role where you don't, you would not want him in it. You want him to receive the ball and be looking at his options. And tonight, probably spent most of his game defending and that's that's not yeah. his strength. That's something that he should do as part yeah. of the team, but it's not his strength. His strength is picking that ball up between the lines, you know, and looking to put Vardy and the other players in and, and he never got opportunity to do that tonight. Yeah. Vardy made that one run at the end where he, he almost got in, which was a great run but we didn't see enough of that. And that's because we were so deep and, and so far back down the pitch when, when we did get possession, you know, the, the, the distance between the strikers and the defence was, was enormous. I mean, Brad, two weeks ago, we saw the lead at the top change three times in one day with all the games. I mean, that's how close it is. And I mean, you know, if you look there, I mean, we could actually go out the top four tomorrow if, if, uh, if Southampton win. But, you know, we're only two points off, you know, top of the table. Like I say, it, it, it isn't all doom and gloom, is it? 
No, it, no, it's certainly not. Julian's very right. I think he's rounded that off quite nicely with his his response to that question. Mm. At the end of the day, look, I I don't I don't really um, try my well, I try my hardest to avoid all these talks, especially when we're not even double figures into the season, let alone halfway through a season of yeah. are they title contenders? Mm. I I think you may be at a point where you'd still say there's four, maybe five teams that are definitely title contenders because they're making up for bad results. Like Julian said, we lost two on a bounce and we won three on the on, on the bounce. We went six unbeaten in all competitions. So we definitely proved we've got the response to it. And obviously we're going to need it again on Thursday night. And I believe Fulham is our next opponent in the league. Yeah. You know, so we need to make sure we respond well and do it. Will we be title contenders in, in, in four games' time? Who knows? Maybe we will. Is it what we're going to be doing in May? I never thought it would be a thing, and I still don't think it is now. Even if we'd have got a draw tonight, I'd have still put us down for a top six finish, and did, I'd snap your hand off for it. I'm going to say, does this not come back to, you know, and I'll stick with you with this one, Brad. We, you know, if you had given us fourth place after nine games, two points off the top, you know, nine weeks ago, you, you'd have bit my hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I'd have snapped your hand off for, for mm. us to get to nine, ten games and being a top six, you know. Mm. Where, you know, you look at the teams in, in, in front of us, uh, in, 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 in the, in the mm. not in the standing of the league, but in, in vast of quality, I think Tottenham have probably have now moulded a, a, a great, a better side than us collectively over it. I know there's probably, I reckon it'd be tough to do a combined 11 of Spurs and Leicester. Players. I think there's a few clubs out there that we're doing better than this season that on a on a context and on paper probably we shouldn't be doing better, i.e. Yeah. Man City and Arsenal being lower down the leagues. And I'm just happy to see where it is. And anything is about response, you know. So it's just we can't do anything about it now. It's done with. It's how they respond. They can't let this result drag them down like it did last season when we went on that oh, bit of business. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was it. But I know Alan who uh who sort of scores the match for me, he sort of he found it difficult to come he gave well he gave five for the manager's performance and five for the team, which I probably just about sums it up. Uh, I don't know that this was his man of the match. Do have a look and see if you agree with him on this. <laughs> Well, I mean, Julian looks as perplexed at me at the ratings there, so I'll I'll <laughs> I'll give my shout for man of the match, the woodwork and Casper Schmeichel, I think gets the man of the match for Leicester. Because in all seriousness, the man of the match was Diego Jota, if we're being honest with you. I think he absolutely ran the show. Want, yeah, obviously yeah. one about the Leicester but, man of the match but, of the Warriors. We, we will get anywhere, I, you know. But I think for the sake of giving one, I'd give it to Casper because he's the only one that did anything to try and keep us in the game with his saves he made. Mm. So, and, and I say, and the woodwork. What, what, what about you, Julian? Would you would you go with Casper or? I would, to be honest. And I think I think Brad's hit the nail on the head there. I mean, like you couldn't pick a man of the match, to be honest with you. And and the, the, you know the guy that he's picked, James Justin. He's, he's I mean, he did well. He's athletic. He gets up and down. But you couldn't really look at the performance tonight and sort of say that anyone shone in a bad performance and they didn't. Uh, I don't think Casper was really at fault for any of their goals. So, you know, he's probably done everything he could do in the game where 
I don't think you could say that about the. In, the in, in fairness to Alan, he didn't. He actually, Alan did say to me, "I don't think anybody deserves it this week." And I went, <laughs> "No, we've, we've got we've got to pick somebody. <laughs> pick, yeah. pick one for me." And I've got to be honest with you, on the BBC, you know, I don't know if you know, you can go on the BBC app and you can rate the players. And I don't think anybody actually was getting over a five on that. It was. Uh, it was it was quite embarrassing to be honest with you, but um, and uh, let's just there's uh, somebody here saying uh, far too passive. Uh, somebody right. else saying Barnes missed far too many chances. Great player though, uh, he did have a couple of uh, good chances, didn't he, Julian? He did that. I mean, I think the first one when he's uh, he played the ball out wide and it got pulled back to him, and he, he just opened his foot too much. But again, you know you. You look at the front three of Liverpool, and you think that's it's at least going to be on target. That's the thing. I, I, I never, I hate commentators when they said you should have scored there, but you've yeah. got to make keeper work. You've got to, you know, just hit the target. If you can't, and if you're not in the target, then you know it's definitely got no chance of being a goal. And I, I thought that was a great opportunity at that moment. And you know, goal pick, pick players up, pick teams up, and it, it it might have made the difference. Maybe not because Liverpool are great tonight. Um, sometimes that euphoria can just give you that buzz and your chest comes out and you run a little bit harder you know it's difficult to um, to say if that that would have changed yeah. anything you just think a goal at that point would have would have meant something and maybe something more to hang on to but unfortunately you know he didn't hit the mark I know. Just to sort of make our night evening worse. I mean, you know, if you have a look at it there, possession, you know, you can you can always read too much into possession, but you know, 24 shots from Liverpool, 11 from us. They had 13 on target, which was more than we had shots in total. We had four. That just about, I think, you know, sums it up. Yeah, and I think if you if you looked at watching the game, if you saw that, I think you'd see that, you know, Liverpool's They've they've obviously got the larger possession, but I would have said that the, that possession was in our half as well, and our possession yeah. would probably been our in our half. So yeah. that, you know the, the the game was basically played. I think majority apart from the the last bit where we sort of got a bit of steam up, but the most of the game was played in 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 our half. And you know, like I say, that summed the game up. And the guy who just come on and said we were passive, you know, no player likes to hear that. But that you know, for us as fans, that's what it looked like tonight. It, it was like you know, we, we didn't get close enough and. Liverpool really just sort of played the way they wanted to and, and yeah, it, it didn't look good at all. I was going to say, Brad, do you think that was, were we bad or did Liverpool just not let us play? Because at times, you know, it was like you wouldn't know that that wasn't their strongest lineup. Well, I mean, it was a mixture of all the above of what you've just stated, really. We we mm. was poor, Liverpool were great and I remember one point and, I, and, it, and it baffled me that we were 2-0 down. we just made the subs and, you know, maybe Liverpool took the foot off the gas because we weren't doing anything. And we had a few, you know, bites at the cherry at them for about five, ten minutes. And then the next thing, you know, I'm watching Liverpool knock it around the back four as if it's 6-0 and the game's over and it's in the 90th minute. I'm like, we're 2-0 down, lads. 25 minutes to go. And I just saw a couple of faces when the camera hit the likes of Yuri Tillemans and Madders. And, Look, they're susceptible to it, and we have pointed it out before in, in games gone by and, and more last season. Some of them players seem to have lost the game before the game was over, and, and, and that was the killer for me. That was yeah. the most disappointing thing tonight. Julian, you, I don't know if you played in the game, but I remember the one of the distinctive games where we lost 3-0 to Liverpool. But I remember at least in that game for 60 minutes, we kept them out. I think you might have been injured. I, think, I know under no, O'Neill, no. we had quite the injury. 
I was at Filbert Street. I played out. I was unfortunate. It was me that made the mistake for the first goal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Burgess. Well done, Burgess. Thanks for bringing yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah, but Burgess. I've got a picture just that game. In that game. Oh. Yeah, but at least, at least in that game for 60 minutes, you guys really gave her the effort in, yeah. and it was just a case of eventually, I'd rather have lost that way, the way we lost that game and Burgess tore us a new one, than the way yeah. we lost it tonight. I think the thing was, Brad, then is, and um, Martin O'Neill, he would rather lose a game, and this is serious, he, he would say it himself, he'd rather lose a game, 7 or 8 nil going for it, than keep it at 2 nil. Uh, and one of the classic games for that was, I think it was the Cup game, and we, we actually got robbed at Stamford Bridge, but we were 2 nil down against yeah. Chelsea at home. Uh, and we put we had a back three, we played in a back three, and he put Walsh up front for the last 20 minutes. I think Walsh scored both the goals. Uh, no, Newton own goal. But he would always he would throw everything at it, and it was horrible as a defender. Because when we did go against teams like that, we were just left so bare at the back; it was ridiculous. But we just got the ball in that third and went for it. And he didn't like if they came through and scored, he didn't care. He just said, "We are going for it." And that you know you'd notice that difference if you remember the team from well Martin's team in the mid late nineties to you know, maybe the team tonight is, is exactly that. We we didn't care, or Martin didn't care how much we lost by, but we didn't go down without a fight. And that, you know, he would not have that. And you wouldn't have seen that tonight, you know, if Martin had been the gaffer out there tonight. I, I agree with you totally there. Brian yeah. said there, rabbits in headlights again. Uh, mm. Thought we were over this poor tonight. Madison Tillemans Barnes not in it. I don't think anybody was. Vard, again, Vardy starred of support. There's no point playing a striker like Vardy if you're not going <laughs> to play to his strengths. Lee Chappie going to say good evening to Chappers. And he's sort of says it as it is, we were shit lads. End of discussion. <laughs> you, you can't yeah, argue with me. Well said, Lee. Well said, Lee. Um, and I, again, not sure who this is, but I mentioned on Tuesday night that my biggest worry was that the current team lacked bottle and we'd struggle against an aggressive Liverpool team. Fulham up next. I mean, obviously, we've got the midweek game against Braga, but in the league, it's Fulham next. Um, fourth from bottom, only four points. The sort of game you should have to get over this or is that going to be and I know there's no easy game don't get me wrong but but to both of you should you know is it is it good that we've got say a Fulham coming up and not a you know Everton Man United Tottenham sort of team um with, with Fulham I mean I think they're actually playing better than the position um mm. watched the game yesterday against Everton and they, they put up a good fight and they've got some character so it's a bit of a funny one and because we go into that thinking we should win. And it's a terrible, terrible mindset when you know, you've had a performance like tonight. It's not really gone that well. You know, it, it's been quite a, a sort of negative result, not just the result, but the performance. And then you, you've got to pick yourself up and go back into that. And it could be a real banana skin. But, um, you know, hopefully that, you know, we they, they reorganise ourselves uh, and get a bit more assertiveness. And, and again, you know, we go in with a mindset tonight because we're playing Liverpool. Does that mindset change because we're playing Fulham and we're more on the front foot, which we'd, we'd like to have seen tonight and we didn't do. Um, and, I, you know, obviously you would like and expect that against a team that, that, that is struggling. And, you know, you'd like to think we can go and get a result. But, um, you know, it's, it's down to the players on the pitch and the way that they get, the manager sets them up. Yeah. And what do you think, Brad? Do you think, I say, Fulham is is a good choice, or not a good choice because we've got it anyway? But a good yeah. game to be coming up next. 
I think from what we've seen tonight, the, not just the lineup, not just the formation, but the, as well the bench, because I make the point again about Castagne not even being on the bench. I think tonight we hoped probably to get away with it, nick a draw, or not lose as badly as we did, I guess. Uh, and I think I, our Europa League situation is even more pivotal. To have nine points out of possible nine, he might wanted that extra week of training for the likes of Castagne. Take it, take the hit from Liverpool, and because we're in such a strong position in the Europa League group, maybe give Castagne 45, 60 minutes, some other returning players if they're training like Pereira. I don't know how far off he is, but with his fitness and training with the team, maybe he maybe they get minutes there, and then we, we've got to go on the front foot against Fulham. Because Julian's right, that they can score goals and will open you up, and you cannot counter attack against a side like that. Because in the end, another fluff penalty costs them a result against yeah. Everton, who are yeah. up here with us. Let's not forget. Yeah, and Leicester, being Leicester, of course, we always seem to do better against the top teams than we do against the the the, the one bottom half teams. But guys. It says it was 3-0, it's over, put it to bed, bad day at the office, let's come out fighting, and we've got Braga up on Thursday, so, you know, three, say again we're going to get three points, but it'd be nice to get three points, and that's that's the group done, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes people consider it a distraction, but, you know, European football is fantastic. And it might just be that break you need from the league, you know, to go, you know, like I say, tonight's all been negative. Let's go away there, get a positive result. And then it brings us back in, in a good frame of mind, you know, to face Fulham. So, you know, for me, I think it's, it's probably a good thing. And like I say, if we can wrap it up, all the better. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us, guys. Um, we will be back on, and uh, if you're welcome to join us again, if you can, Julian, it'll be another late one, though, on the Thursday night post-Braga match. See how you're doing for that. It'll be lovely to have you along again. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Brad, as always, even without Mrs. Twigger here, thanks a lot for joining us. I am feeling so yeah, left no out problem. here. I'm feeling so left out. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Take care and stay safe and chat soon. Cheers. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Well, yep, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, <laughs> bad day at the office. Who knows? We will find out in due course. I'll see you on uh, Tuesday night um, as normal with uh, Craig when we'll be looking forward to the Fulham game. And on Wednesday with uh, Mark when we'll be looking forward to the Braga game. They all come quick and fast. And then on Thursday, post-match, definitely with Brad, hopefully with Julian as well. Uh, guys, thanks a lot for watching. Thanks a lot for joining in. Uh, if you missed any of it at all, it's going to be on YouTube um, straight away. And if you want to uh, listen to us rather than watch us, and I certainly don't blame you for doing that, give it about an hour and it will be up live on Spotify. Guys, take care, stay safe, all the best now. Thank you, gentlemen. Someday I will repay you. Unless, of course, I can't find you or if I forget. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here, Xbox in the Box. Watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. And follow them on social media for all the up-to-date Leicester City news and information. Cheers.
Shut up and sit down. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.